Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am your host, Lauren. And I'm Jai. Hi. Hey, Jai's over here on the other side of the mountain because we've been on Patreon. Check it out in the show notes. We're doing Freaks and Geeks. So you haven't been on the feed for a minute. I haven't. It's really sad. (laughs) But it's not because we're doing Freaks and Geeks. Well, I mean, yes, but it's really different. It is really different. Yeah, because we're following the same people. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I'm excited to do a special, I mean, special announcement, but not so special. We're going to do my so-called life next. So I can't wait for that because that one's like so intense. I feel like every episode is super intense. But, yeah, that's but yeah. very different from uh, Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, totally. But today we're doing California with a K. <laughs> from 1993, directed by Dominic Cena. Uh, written by Stephen Levy and Tom, or no, Tim Metcalf. Uh, yeah, so what are your first impressions? I chose this, right? I chose it the other day. Yeah, I think... Yeah. Well, I think you, you wanted to do another one. But then, I mean, this is on the list anyways. But Yes, it is on the list. You wanted to do another one. And I was like, oh, can we do Califor- like California first? Oh, that's right. I you forgot what the other one You wanted to do another one. one, but I was like, I can't remember what it was. But yeah, I can't remember. No, I know. But yeah, we're doing this one. It's fucking weird. It's it's a lot. It's yeah, a lot. Well, yeah. yeah. How, what did you think? Uh, what's your history? My history with this movie, um, I watched it a, a really long time ago, like sometime in the 90s, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it a lot of times. Not recently, like, well, not in recent years, but I definitely watched it like about five or four times. Um, I, I have to say, I definitely have not seen it in like about, definitely like seven years, oh, not wow, less okay. than that. So watching it again rewatching I suppose I was like god Brad Pitt is really sort of like revolting in this movie like I forgot maybe it's just more shocking now I don't know I yeah I was gonna say I haven't seen it in a while either and I remember being like was it this crazy when I first watched it like no (laughs) I'm like I mean I I remember like some scenes really clearly and like the whole like um you know the story in that but Mm -hmm. but yeah, he was like, I was like, no, I don't like this Brad Pitt at all. Like, I couldn't, I don't even fancy you right now. And like, oh, you're just like awful. Like, I did at first before it got like really real. I think like I was way more just like, okay, like, okay. I This is like the Brad Pitt that I think of when I think of early Brad Pitt. I think of like hillbilly, like drifter, well, <laughs> like yeah. whether he's like a pretty boy drifter, like in Thelma and Louise, or he's like a psychotic drifter in this one and Too Young to Die, which he's also in uh, with Juliette Lewis. Um, and also, I was just texting you while watching it. I was like, Juliette Lewis just literally plays the same girl, yeah, in like every movie except yeah. for in Natural Born Killer. She's like way not, she's like childlike, but she's way more like on Woody Harrelson's level, like, yeah. as Mickey and Mallory. But this one, she's just way yeah. submissive and, like, just in the way, essentially. She, yeah, yeah, I agree. I Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I honestly just found Brad Pitt's character really, like, gross. He like, turned, too. Like, he's just, everything about him, that awful noise that he kept making. No, I know. And, spitting, and just how he was with... Um, with uh oh god i forgot oh adele with adele like, or with carrie 
Well, yeah, towards the end, he's just like a despicable, like, yeah, man, you know, sociopath and a yeah. psychotic. And I, I have mean. to say, like, I mean, I didn't know I was allowed to say he'll really on the podcast, but since you said it already, then oh, yeah, yeah. I, that's I, how he acts. Well, I know, but I just never know if that's an insult. Like, I don't I mean, know. If yeah, really it's an bad. insult, but I mean, like, we're I talking about really... a movie. I'm not talking about a real person. So I guess, like, yeah, like, I don't just... think. That yeah that's that's, that's cool. i guess how you would describe him like because okay, yeah. he that's like how that's what he embodies that's the kind of uh like stereotype that he embodies mm, i don't but, like but that. i don't like to, that accent like i don't oh yeah but push to like a more extreme because he is a serial killer yeah mm-hmm. but um but yeah i mean that's totally his demeanor that's totally where like he comes from I mean, yeah. just even based on his home life, all that, I mean, all that kind of stuff, that's just literally like a stereotypical person, you know? I don't think it's an insult. I don't mean it insulting. I'm not talking about a real person, so. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, well, I so. mean, I have nothing to compare it to because I actually haven't really met anyone like that, so. Yeah, it's a very American thing. This is cool that we're getting this uh, kind of take from you because this is a very, like, the the road movie is a very American trope in film anyway whether or not it's a Thelma and Louise type road movie or if it's like a natural born killers like this type movie it's a very like American thing like great west like big landscapes in a top down in a big old car fear and loathing is another one like it just it's a very like American thing what's the other one easy rider which I've yet to see that's on my list have you ever seen that I don't think so with Dennis Hopper and I want to say Peter Fonda it came out in 69 and it's about these two guys who I think are like countercultural hippies and they like drive out west but like people torture them on the way there oh I because they're like oh you fucking hippie it's it's a classic I think it was also directed by Dennis Hopper too I really want to see it yeah um so yeah it's it's like it reminds you know the road it you know i love the road i love road trips yeah so this really reminded me of like being on the road and i was like oh i miss being on the road which you I know guess... that's really cool that mm-hmm. the movie is just... and the motels like i'm obsessed oh, with yeah. all of the locations like in any way like just in photography and like i love abandoned motels i love abandoned yeah. theme parks, all that so i loved all the different motels they were in and then like the old gas stations like all that cool stuff that you get out west. Oh yeah, I mean that's I really literally liked. why I want to go on a road trip because uh, I just want to see that. And yeah, cool. It's so different from this part of the U.S. where we live. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. It's so different. And also, um, I was gonna have to say shout out to I had no idea that Carrie is a fucking fashion icon in hiding in this uh, film. No, <laughs> like, I I've never noticed before. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of different to watch this movie now. I think because we're older. I don't know, but yeah, she's amazing. Amazing. And she actually, that actress did have that haircut for for another movie as well that I watched, but I can't remember what it's called. Um, I I think she's really beautiful. She, she looks amazing. Yeah. So my one of my best friends um, is literally the blonde version of of Carrie. So oh cool. Yeah, and um yeah, she she's amazing. Like her fashion sense is just incredible in film. Like her hair, oh god, yeah, it's her cool. everything, her glasses, those sunnies that she has. Yeah. Super it's all super cool. You know what? It reminds me of uh Isabella in uh Wild at Heart by David Oh Lynch. Yeah, yeah. Like she reminds me of someone who'd be in a David Lynch film. I don't know, maybe she has been. I didn't look that up, but 
Uh, yeah, she just looks. She looks so cool. Like her hair. Yeah, yeah, she's so cool, and also she's a photographer. I mean, it doesn't get. I was like, I want to be her. Where, where is minus this weird encounter on the road with the serial killer? Uh, I was like, this is like what I want my life to be. (laughs) I want my like boyfriend or whoever to be some crime writer. Although I do not want to travel to murder sites that would not be in my my plan. But just to go like on a road trip in a nice ass car, (laughs) go like zoom around and take. I have to say also what was really cool about the movie. um, Well, I like the cinematography quite a lot, even though some of the edits were a bit funny. Yeah, Um, it was kind of weird. It was kind of like one scene, and then it's, it's like caught, and then it's like. Like something completely different it was very much like weird you know yeah that's but, totally true but i do love the cinematography like the shots and everything and i thought it was really cool like obviously the the locations but the sets as well like mm-hmm. how there's that scene when they decide to go to california and you can see all these amazing cameras on the shelf yeah. they're in like their office or whatever but it's really funny because you see all these like old cameras and then you see dinosaurs I know it's so weird. It's like really random, and like so I was thinking, so like toys doing that, but um, and I love the photos. I thought that was so cool. I know. They were the like photos are based photos. on a real person, right? Yeah, like the the work is uh like based on Andres Serrano. He did like a lot of really like risque photos. That's who her photography is kind of based on. Yeah, it's In really the 90s. cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's super cool. I love it. I there was a guy that, that I went to uh, college with in photo class. Like, we were photo majors together. There were only, like, four or five of us in the department who majored in photography. So when we had senior projects that last year, we, like, saw a lot of each other. So this mm-hmm. one guy did this series on, like, different sex fetishes, right? Mm-hmm. Which was, okay, odd, oddly enough, and this was – everyone was shooting film, and this is, like, darkroom times. So it was super weird that, like, when he told the class, I remember, and our teacher was like – this is going to be your whole thing you're working on all semester. He's like, yeah, all semester. There's going to be like food involved. We're like, oh, what the fuck's he going to do? So I remember like all of the rest of us were like, what's he going to do? So then we saw him like gradually doing these, these portraits and they were so fucking cool. Oh, like wow. they were definitely really explicit, but they were really fucking cool. Like he had one that had to do with this like weird milk fetish, but the photo was incredible. And it was like black and white. So it had like this. Oh, wow. It was really cool. Yeah. It was really fucking cool. So it reminds me of like uh, also the Japanese photographer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ren Hang. Oh yeah. He's from China. No, there's one that's, uh, that's Japanese. I think it's, is it Iraqi? I'm going to be like, everyone's going to be freaking out. No, no, I, I, I have to find out what this is now. I feel like in the last podcast, I thought that um, I was like looking too many things up. Uh, but sorry, people. Sorry. <laughs> it's called, uh, no, his name is Nobuyushi Araki. He's okay. eight years old. I, you, I bet you if I send you, uh, like, I mean, maybe if I see, yeah, called, yeah called he does that. a lot of like erotic photography, like controversial, whatever, but they're beautiful images, you know? It's like yeah. that. He was inspired by that. Yeah, I really love that style. And, and so, yeah, really good to see cool. these faces. And, um, I said that was really smart. They were, I know. I was With like, the camera oh. and everything. I was like, stop. She looks I know. so cool. I know. Like, stop. I wish I could have hair like that. Oh. I wish I could have like bangs. I like. Well, it's hair. really hard to pull off that look because you have to have like 
uh, either squareish face or like long, not long, but kind of slim. You know, like and she's tall and then she's and tall, has- and you have to have like like a long neck as well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, she has everything going for her basically. It's pretty fucking awesome. I was like, oh my god, I did had no idea that there's a secret fashion icon in here. Um, so I wonder if like fucking Vogue or some shit's written about her already. They probably will because they're probably listening to this podcast. So well, hey. we we discover they definitely do because Lauren's what? podcast came out in February 2020, and then soon after that, um, we see that they came up with a 90s podcast. Yeah, it was all about grunge and and. I have to say that one of the main of the uh, Vogue editors that, that in like features and stuff editor actually follows Fashion Grunge. So, so hey, <laughs> it's like it's like all the people. Are, hey, what's up? So yeah, maybe there will be some kind of article on uh, her from California, Carrie from California. I'll keep my eyes peeled, and if anyone sees it, send it. <laughs> yeah, and also Vogue. I mean, if you're like gonna be stealing people's ideas and stuff, like at least like say, like at least mention those. Yeah, at least mention that you've heard like, about it. It's or... not exactly the same. We're not doing what they're doing, but there's oh. this really cool like podcast out there, and you know. Yeah. Right. But this is Come a problem. On, they don't credit you. They're just happy to take your ideas and develop them further. Um, yeah. Boo to all this bullshit, man. Just let everyone, like, do their own shit. It's so annoying. It's, like, so annoying. But anyway, uh, yeah, so my first impression... Were you done with your first impressions? I think so. Yeah, just one more thing I need to add. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, it was really random how I wrote this, but I was like, Brat, so grim, cool cameras and dinosaurs in the studio. Why is Brat naked while digging a hole? Yeah, what was that? <laughs> that was not hot. That was not Fight Club hot. I found no, that very no, 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 no. and weird because I was like, what? I mean, it, yeah. I thought that was really all like kind of out of place, but you know. Everything he does is like weird and out of place. But I'm super happy to see Brad naked too, so. He's so skinny. He's not. I think he looks skinnier here than he did in uh, Thelma and Louise. Oh, no, he's raped. Yeah, but he's thin though. He's still really thin. He's not like big. Like he's not like he was thin in like he was the same in um Fight Club, just he was more like defined. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He was. Oh god, he looks so good in Fight Club. Anyway, I'm done with my first impression, sorry. Cool. Okay, so mine are I have this on DVD. I bought it at one of those like video stores closing sales. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd seen it like once before, and then I was like, "Oh, cool! It's like two dollars." Let me buy the DVD. So I have this on DVD. So I watched the DVD, and there, I watched the unrated version, which apparently has a minute of uh, that's different. So I have no idea what scene that was, but it, it was all fucked. I wrote, "This is totally like Mindhunter and Natural Born Killers at the same time." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's what it feels like. Road trips to like weird instead of like to prisons to interview serial killers. It's like to the locations to like write about it and take photos, which is essentially what they're doing in Mindhunter. Except they have a tag along a uh, serial killer like um, Natural Born Killers. um so i thought that was like my indication i wrote this is one of those movies where the acting really outdoes the story oh yeah like the story sucks and i feel like if the and also like i'm not in love with the directing either so i feel like if this had a different combo i feel like it might not feel so cheesy sometimes like sometimes i feel i wrote that this is kind of dark but it also feels like a really violent like tv movie 
from the 90s. Like, it doesn't feel like a movie I'm watching in a theater. It feels like something I'm watching that's on TV on, yeah, like, Sunday yeah. afternoon, right? Yeah, it does feel almost like, yeah, I turn it, well... No, you're right. Yeah, it doesn't feel like big. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, Yeah, and then I'll I'll get to it later in a minute, but the budget was $9 million, and I'm like, fucking where? Like, where? How is that possible? How were they able to spend that much money? Because I don't get it. They were shooting in, like, really crappy locations. Yeah, and sometimes they had one day. And also, they were, like, I I would imagine those places were quite cheap to shoot in, like, Atlanta and some parts of California. Yeah, it was industrial areas. It wasn't even in a city. I mean, they only had, like, one nice car. I don't even, I can't even think of what else. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, even the houses that they, like, broke into and stuff, like, I mean, how much is that? For like a day or two. They said they were in like a lot of locations for like one or two days. Like very limited time. I was like, well, shit. Then you weren't even camped anywhere. So like, why did you guys spend that much? Like, were their quotes that high? Like, I I can't. I didn't see anything about salaries. So I have no idea what they made for this. Yeah, I don't think I I saw that anywhere. I don't think that was out. And it was Dominic Cena's first film that he directed. So it's like, his quote can't be that high. I wouldn't think. It's so weird. It's super weird. When I read that budget, I was like, fucking where? In the 90s? Like, fucking where? You know, it is a bit weird. I keep thinking yeah. the same. I was like, it didn't, and it was a total fiasco at the box office. Yeah, so. totally. Yeah. So I was like, oh, God. Um, I also wrote that, like, this movie eventually just turns so dark that you just think everyone's going to die. At some oh, point, yeah. you're just like, everyone's going to die in this, and, like, it's just, that's just how it's going to be. Like, it's going to be some crazy thing. But I feel like if you got someone like Terry Gilliam or, like, uh, I'm trying to think of another director, like aside from Tarantino, who would direct the fuck out of this. But I feel like True Romance is a better. It is more like uh, he's more playful. I guess this story was just really like sometimes it wanted to be funny, and I was like, are we supposed to be laughing? But then it just turns really fucking dark. I was like, yeah. I don't know what you're trying to do with this story. Like I'm not sure. Like in the beginning, it felt very kind of like fun. A little bit like oh cool it's kind of lighthearted and funny but it just wasn't well written or well directed it just kind of like all of a sudden shifted to like the beginning was very tv movie it was yeah like i was super i was like oh this is definitely a movie that's on tv like this is not like a feature this doesn't feel like that but then it kind of just devolved and then just got like it was like they were like all right let's let's change the script now let's get really fucking dark yeah well apparently because the writer of the story was part of it he was involved mhm but then um he didn't really like the direction that the director was taking with the story and so they fired he was like apparently really angry and upset and so they were like they ended up firing him oh, so maybe that's why it feels a little different yeah, because I feel like there was something that ha- – yeah, like there was definitely probably another intention that got shifted to something else. And then apparently the director then had to rewrite, and it took him a while to rewrite, like, the rest of the film and stuff. Oh, so what was the original story then? Well, it's a it's a story by this guy, um, uh, Metcalf, so – Yeah, I wonder what he originally intended for it to happen. Like, yeah, well, that's so weird. Um, also, I want to say that director Dominic Cena did Gone in 60 Seconds, Swordfish, and various music videos in the 80s, including Fleetwood Mac and Janet Jackson. I've seen, I've seen all of those. Yeah, right. I love um, 
music videos, but I've also seen th- those movies too. So. Yeah, Swordfish I've seen. I've seen like once though. I haven't seen it a bunch of times. Gone in 60 Seconds I also own on DVD. And oh love. yeah, because it's your girl. Yeah, Angelina and Nick Cage. I love Nick Cage too. Um, so yeah, I, I that's really strange because that movie is so different. And yeah, he does that in, like seven years later. I also feel like he didn't really do a lot. Um but you can't really see like a strong style going through the whole like his movies. It's kind of weird. He uses that weird. Uh, it's like a, it's a game, a video game, Grand Theft Auto. But he uses that weird Grand Theft Auto camera, where like the camera is like by the wheel well of the car. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the the views you can do in Grand Theft Auto. It makes it look cinematic. And I was like, this reminds me of a video game <laughs> when he did that. Because I was like, that's so funny. But uh, it, it didn't come in the right time. I was like, why is he showing the wheel like that? Like in a weird like cinematic Fight Clubby way, but like not as good as Fincher does it. But it's not seamless. It's like, that's not this movie. This is like a, you know, this is a weird road movie that just turned like really dark all of a sudden. And you're like, fuck, what's happening now? Really dark. I know. Really dark too quickly. And I, But I'm so glad you don't really see like rape scenes because. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm glad of the fade out. I really though. don't want to see Brad Pitt raping anybody. No, it's, it's no, hard. no, definitely not. So let's get into uh, behind the scenes. Uh, as we mentioned, the budget is $9 million and it made 2.4. Really bad. But I can see how this would have mixed reviews. I I can see in the 90s being like, what the fuck? Don't you just go and watch it, though, instead of just going by the reviews and, you know. Yeah. I mean, I would think so. Just because Brad Pitt was in it, that would have been, like, you know, the main reason. But. I mean, sometimes even when movies get bad reviews, I still watch them because I'm thinking maybe they're wrong. <laughs> I guess so. I feel like in the 90s, people paid more attention. Like Siskel and Ebert were such a barometer of like, you'd watch them on whatever night it was, Friday night, and they would say like two thumbs up or like not. Like I think back then, because we didn't have internet. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people, not everyone. If you're a real film fan, then I guess you would go. But the average person who has to spend money and fuck tons of money at a movie theater is going to be like, hmm, is this worth my time? Let me see what Siskel and Ebert think. Or like mm-hmm. Rolling Stone. Like they always did movie reviews where like, you know, you'd see like the quotes on the trailers. Like a must-see Rolling Stone. And then, <laughs> you know, so like Siskel and Ebert, like quotes that would be like, oh, okay, they like it. Let me go watch it. So I think... This was also super dark, and it's rated R, so it's not going to make as much as, like, a big family movie, but maybe people didn't want to see Brad like this. Maybe. Yeah, that's possible. I think sometimes the actors want to branch out um, because, you know, it obviously makes them more interesting and makes them do other things and show they can do other things, but if you're a bad guy in a lot of films or you're a good guy, people kind of want you to be that same guy in Thelma and Louise. Like they want you to be that like hot yeah, director, yeah, you know? So yeah. maybe the audience is like, we don't, we don't need him like that. We either need him to be like this studly guy that we all want, but like, we can't market Brad like this. They're trying to market him. Like he's serial. Right. Mm-hmm. So like if he's getting all this press for being a good guy and like, you know, country guy, like not from a big city, this kind of disrupts that whole thing. <laughs> And thankfully he does go on and he does other things that have range that he doesn't get like, you know, thrown away as like a heartthrob because he's definitely so great. He's such a good actor. Oh, he's an amazing actor. 
Yeah. He plays crazy pretty well too when he was in like 12 Monkeys. I know. Well, in, and in this movie. Yeah, and in this, yeah. Yeah, it's funny because at times uh, some of the scenes here really reminded me of 12 Monkeys. Just like, mm-hmm, yeah. You know, just the way he moves and stuff. And yeah. Um, yeah could well, you I, imagine if Harry Gilliam directed this? Oh, yeah. That'd be crazy. Because he obviously did 12 Monkeys and Fear and Loathing. Like, I just, this story's so batshit that I wanted it to, like, visually look more batshit and be, like, a Terry Gilliam movie. <laughs> like, I just, I mean, like, sorry, Dominic Cena, but. I mean, I, I don't mind. I don't mind. I just, yeah, I don't mind the, the, the way the movie turned out. Just, but yeah, some things are a bit weird, but, you know. Yeah, I guess I just want to see another iteration or a director's cut. Now, after seeing Donnie Darko and and talking about the director's cut, now I'm like, everything should have a director's cut. Like, every movie. I I want to know exactly what the director wants, and I want to know, like, what was released in the theater. Yeah. Like, just give it to us. Probably a whole different movie, you know? Well, this is the thing. It's kind of hard, because they will have to edit, like, a whole new thing. It's almost like we shouldn't, not we shouldn't, but like editing, you bring another movie together. That's a lot. Yeah, of, that's, that's true. That's yeah. a lot of work. That's yeah. Snyder Cut coming out soon. The what? The, it's like Justice League, like the the director like lo- like dropped out of the film midway through, so now he's come back to like completely redo his own movie. Oh, wow. That's so cool. now they're letting him, yeah, they're letting him do it. It's like four hours. <laughs> they let him like reshoot. And, like, finish this movie the way he wanted it, even though they had it come out, like, two years ago by somebody else. It's so weird. So, yeah, I guess people wanted it. Yeah. Um, I have a couple. I have three only. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, on um, during filming at a gas station in California, they the production had to stop because it was, like, a, an earthquake. Yeah, I wonder if that's the Northridge quake in the ni- in ninety two. I don't know. I didn't say what earthquake. You said that it was like a seven point five. Yeah, I think that might be Northridge. Let's say cool. I mean, that's, not cool, yeah, but that's, yeah. But uh, um, I also read that they just were working under really crazy like conditions, and they weren't staying in like nice places at all. It was just like kind of grimy hotels. Um. Exactly. Where did the money go? I know. <laughs> Some the of them didn't even have like AC. Can you imagine? No. In the desert, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, but that apparently, they, considering the conditions and everything that all the actors were working on, they like the they were amazing, and they just didn't even understand how they were like so professional and re- remain professional throughout the whole um, process. You know. Oh, that's awesome, though. Yeah, no, I know. Um, which is really cool, obviously, to hear that they were there weren't any divas on there. You know, I wonder how the Mad Max set was. It has to be. One I'm sure the- they had some like luxurious sort of vans um, <laughs> where they were staying and like. Yeah, you know, probably right because they're in the desert for like almost a year. Like a Burning Man situation. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like like rich Burning Man. <laughs> Um, and yeah, just that. Um, obviously, the movie wasn't well received by the critics, but Roger Ebert from um, what that really famous, yeah, like, really famous like film critic. Yeah, he yeah, really yeah. praised the performance. Yeah, that's the thing. The performances are so good. Yeah, which is cool. You know, which is super cool. Yeah. Oh, I just have one more thing to add. Yeah. Is the Rotten Tomatoes score is fifty nine percent, and the 
the audience score is 64. So that's higher. Yeah. Critics, so yeah. Fuck the critics, man. Cool. All right, let's get into the fashion. Oh, I'm excited. All right, so I really like Early. At first, I love his name is Early, and it's not like Earl. I mean, I'm assuming I thought it was Earl, and she just called him Early, but I think his name actually is Early, which is kind of funny. Um, I like his like white shirt and Dickies. I like that they're Dickies and not jeans. Oh, I know. I, like yeah, that that really, I knew you would love that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like the Confederate flag hat, though, however. But I do like the Dickies choice of style. Because it could easily be, like, dirty jeans, you know? Like a yeah, interesting, yeah. Um, and he just looks, like, so... Is that really his real facial hair? It is, right? Yeah, of course. Is it, like, dark? It's, like, darker brown than... I'm pretty sure, yeah, because he does not have... He, he's quite blonde, so yeah. I'm pretty sure... Um, his hair and beard, but also can we just remember Brad in the nineties did still have. Um, I'm not saying that he did anything, but at the beginning of his career, he he didn't have the most amazing skin. So this is why I think he looks. Also, I'm sure the makeup and like the conditions, you know, they were shooting in really hot places, but he didn't have like the nicest skin back then. Oh yeah, in '93, you mean. Yeah, because he he had like a lot of acne back when he was younger, and he still had a lot of scars, and so oh. his skin didn't look as beautiful as now. And so you know, now it's beautiful. I was like, why does he look so old in this? He literally looks better now. <laughs> like he looks well, older. Yeah, because I mean, come on, you know, he has access to like the best like facials, the best treatments. Everything. Yeah, I mean everything. And, yeah, um, but yeah, you're right. He does definitely look older then than now. <laughs> He's like Johnny Depp. Like, Johnny Depp, I feel like when he was... Well, Johnny Depp and Brad Pitt had the same kind of look when they were really young. They looked super young for a while. That movie... Do you ever see that movie, like, Cutting Class? It's, like, literally Brad Pitt's first movie. Who was I talking about with this? It was someone I was talking about. It might have been Charles. Uh, it's so cheesy, but he's in high school, and he looks like a baby. It's probably, like, 1989, I think. He's, like, a baby. It's a really cheesy horror movie. But he looks kind of like Johnny Depp. And then now they both look like they're, like, what, 40? Yeah. Like, at the most. They both... I mean, Johnny Depp looks a little bit older because that wine. But, um, <laughs> but not bad for someone who, like, drinks a ton of wine. Like, I would expect a lot worse. So, uh, you know. But Brad, I mean, he's... Wine is good for you, honestly. He drinks a lot, though. Like a, a lot, a lot. Although it's probably like $800,000 a bottle. So it probably is like the best of the best of the best. And it won't make you look crazy because he like looks really good. If I drank that much wine, I would not look like that. Suffice to say. I know. Well, I drank a lot of wine. I definitely don't look great. So yeah. <laughs> no, that's not true. We don't No, You look great. Jai. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you look great. <laughs> um oh yeah so that that was my my note about the dickies what do you have some uh fashion notes i want to hear more of yours well i i i love love the the, the styling of this film Good. like any literally from um i mean i love what 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 ellie wears like brat wears and i don't like Juliette Lewis's outfits. She just she looks like a child. Maybe, yeah. She looks like she's twelve. It's too much. I don't. Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, I, I feel uncomfortable even like when she wears those like 
like that tiny top, like crop top and a that looked like a bra and skirt because I'm like, you're a child. Like Yeah, that. it's too much. Exactly. But of course I love what um Oh my god. Oh Carrie. Thank you. I'm sorry. I have a mental block today. I don't know what's wrong with me. No, it's okay. <laughs> um what Carrie wears, yeah. She All of it. But it's like just really simple, but it's just hair, hair those sunny, smoking jeans, like nineties jeans, you know. Even that bra and underwear set is so I now. Know. I'm like, really, what Kim Kardashian like is pushing like right now? Know, like it's so crazy. It's what like is all in right now. And then um, I love what people wear in that bar when they had the fight. That's so oh, nice. Yeah, the cowboy outfit. Do you know what he looked like? He looked like a music video, like like um. Um, Guns N' Roses music. It did, yeah, the one where they're in the rainbow. And the woman that was wearing that silver like chains mm-hmm. outfit. It's <laughs> so crazy. Were they in Texas? Um, I don't know, but sure. yeah. And then the waitress is wearing like a leather number, like a bra with like mm-hmm. hot pants, and like everyone just looked really fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, and it's then, weird, definitely weird to think of now. I know, yeah, and I love that outfit that Carrie wears. Um. What are you, oh my god, she had a very specific outfit, and I was like, oh my god, I love these. And I think I she was, at the end where she has that striped sweater dress that she puts on like after she comes out of the water. That oh, yeah, no, I love that, and even her hair looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's like longer. But she just yeah, I mean, she just looks really cool. Um, always. I like when she had that gray shirt on. She has like a gray, like kind of baby tee, but it's like tucked in and she has like a black belt on. It's super oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, that was really, yeah, that was yeah. fine. It was a bit boring, but yeah, like it's. It just looks so cool. She just looks so cool. Yeah, I did like one uh, one other outfit that uh, maybe Juliet Lewis had. It was like a cute little dress. Um, I like the yellow dress she has on in the end. Yeah, yeah, that's cute. Yeah, I like that one the most. I hate that like that pink like tube top. Well, that that's what that I one's mean. like yeah. She looked it's, way too like a kid. I know. It's like, like I felt know. wrong looking at her. You know? And that other one that she the dress that she had that uh Carrie puts on it's like blue and like yeah. it's really tiny. I felt so uncomfortable when Carrie was in it. I know. And it was like way too small and like just crazy tight and ugh. Just the way he was like grabbing her and stuff, I was like, oh. God. And then also, I mean, I'm sh- the story in the story he rapes her, but we don't get to see that. Which thank God, like, yeah. But but yeah, I mean, the fashion was amazing. I- yeah, it was really cool. I also like Brian's outfits that he wears like all black. Yeah, I <laughs> proves that he dresses like Agent Mulder and a '90s writer. <laughs> Right, but he also has that piercing, and he just adds a little touch. Like I love it. Oh, he's so hot now. He has like a leather jacket with that piercing. Oh, so hot. He's yeah. He looks really hot in real, like in real life. And when he got older, I don't think he looks so hot in this. He just looks really young. I feel like he got better looking as he got older. Um, mm-hmm. Same with Brad, obviously. Johnny Depp has always looked good from now till to eternity. He just like I don't think he ever looks bad, um, but. I'm trying to think. Uh, Leo definitely looked better when he was younger. I think. Indeed, no, he yeah. did. He absolutely did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just. It's just so. It's so weird. But yeah, some of them look better. Like I think Killian Murphy's definitely looking good now. Oh, he I looks think- better. I think okay. now. That's actually a million dollar question. 
Because oh, what? he looked incredible when he was really young, but he looks super hot he now. Looks too. So good it's now. Very different. Like I mean, I love him now. I just like older men now. But like <laughs> clearly, yeah, I mean clearly I've, I've realized that like I've gotten past that like age bracket where I'm like oh, yeah. where, like me and Charles watch all these movies and we're like, okay, Robert Redford's not bad. <laughs> He's like 55 in this movie. And like I would never say that like 10 years ago. But now I'm like, oh, not bad. I'm like, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt's never been bad in any sense. If I was fucking 18, I'd probably date Brad Pitt, even though he's like 60 or whatever. Oh, but um, yeah. yeah, who cares? Sorry. Oh, and apparently a little ding ding uh, dating uh, a tip, because we forgot to mention this in behind the scenes. Brad Pitt and Juliette Lewis were dating at the time right. of this really and yeah. started dating when they did Too Young to Die in 89, which I believe came out in 90. It's another, like, that's a TV movie. That, like, literally is, like, their first thing because he it wasn't is. even in Thelma yet. And isn't that the only reason why she got cast for the movie because she was dating him? Uh, I think that, no, I heard that the director didn't know that they were a couple. Like, he knew Brad from Thelma and Louise. That's how he knew him. And he knew that Brad wanted to get away from this, uh, idea, like, you know, this whole vibe. Yeah. Good guy. Then Juliet got cast only because he was already part of the project. Oh, and he, like, suggested her? I don't know if he suggested it, but I think it's just, it's, it was kind of like, because they were dating, they kind of considered her then. But um, Okay, here's what it says on Wikipedia, because I thought it was like that, too. Juliet Lewis was cast in the role while still completing production on Cape Fear, another one, which we have to do, um, and had been in a relationship with Pitt at the time. In the role of Carrie, Michelle Forbes was cast after she completed an audition in LA and Cena felt she possessed the cool aloofness of her character. And then Brian Kessler was the last David Duchovny ultimately receiving the role after several screen tests with Pitt, Lewis and Forbes. So mm-hmm. all okay. first cool. So yeah, maybe he suggested her. I mean, she was doing Scorsese's Cape fear. So like, I mean, she was already working with the heavyweight. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I guess it helped that she was dating Brad Pitt. But they started dating when I think she was 16 and he was 26. So. I know. Scandal. Oh, yeah. I know. It's kind of a bit For weird. these days, though, I guess. It would well, be for scary. these days. But even then, you, I mean, I don't know. You're like a man at 27. You're dating like a child who looks like a child. She's not yeah, she always looks so young. We're not talking about like a Russian girl. They tend to look older and they're kind of... Um, she looked lo- like young. She, she looked young, even in Natural Born Killers, and in this. No, well, it's because she's so thin as well. Yeah, that's she, true. She's not like Kirby, you know. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. She always plays a Southern accent. She's from like LA. She's so good at it. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird that she like always does. It's so funny. Um, yeah, that was that that little tidbit. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have any more fashion notes. Just, I love that striped sweater at the end. Oh, yeah, the striped sweater is pretty cool. Um, oh, so cool. She's just so cool. I had no idea. I had no idea how cool she was. You know who also has another cool that I just recently realized because I was watching it on TV? If you watch Rain Man again, because yes, I yeah. love Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. that girl, his girlfriend, she dresses amazing. She has the coolest outfit because it's like late 80s, but she's like, I think she's Italian. Like, in oh, it, I think she's Italian. yeah. But she wears the coolest stuff. Like her hair is all cool. Like she wears very cool, like Sharon Stone, like minimal basics, but like really cool, like voluminous stuff and like acid wash. It's really cool. If you ever watch, watch it again. Okay. Another fashion one to look out for, which is neat. Um, Let's see. So music, do you have any standout tracks? I just have like 
two or three. I don't. I, I like, honestly, I don't know anyone in the soundtrack besides Sheryl Crow. Yeah, I was going to say Sheryl Crow's in there. That was a cool song, but the rest um, I'm not really familiar with, but I liked it all. I thought it was really like right for the, for the film. Yeah, I didn't know. I tried to Shazam, but sometimes it wasn't picking it up. Like the diner when they stop, I think the first time, I don't know who does that. And then if, when they're driving, like, the night after the first motel, there's a song called uh, – it's Hugh Harris. And that song is called – oh, wait. I thought I wrote it down. It just says driving night after. It's Hugh Harris. Then there's another song that's strong enough to be my man. It's, like, when all the girls – when the girls are together, like, in the motel room. Okay. That, that's, like, a famous song. Pretty? Hmm. Yeah, well, not famous, but, I mean, I've heard it before. Famous as in Seven Days is a Hugh Harris song. The other one, I'm not sure who does it. It's like more than one woman. But yeah, um, that's all I have for the standouts for the music. It was pretty yeah. cool. I mean, I just like the music, even though I did, really don't know anybody. Like, I want to know where this money went. I still want to I know, know where I this money think, went. I mean, me, I see, actually. There's no way they would have paid them that much. Like, to... No. I mean, unless Juliette Lewis is with Hyde, because she'd work with, like, Scorsese. Like, and I think she also worked with, like, Woody Allen at that point, too. That movie I saw with her. It was, like, a long time ago. So maybe she had a high quote or something because she'd worked with all these big people. Yeah. Maybe she yeah. was more than we thought. Because he wasn't that known. Brad Pitt was just Thelma Louise. I know. Yeah, it's really strange. I don't know. I mean, unless... And that, Cool World and Johnny Swade <laughs> and all those other things he did in, like, 1991. Oh, my God, yeah. Before he did True Romance, which I'm assuming is probably right after this where he just is like a stoner and it's probably his finest role. <laughs> it's like the hottest I've ever seen Brad Pitt, like super dirty stone smoking out of a bong, listening to Soundgarden. I've got to find that clip and put it on the <laughs> Instagram. Cause it's like, it's great. It's so good. <laughs> That's a, such a great movie. I love true romance. Um, yeah. <laughs> I kind of didn't, I, yeah, I didn't really grow up with it. So like, I, I just really, I'm like, it's fine, but I just, yeah. It's True cool. romance? Yeah. It's just, oh, shit. Oh, man, I love it. It's yeah, like, Matthew loves it too. But I mean, I know it's like a classic, but I just don't really get it. I think if I had watched it when I was younger, but yeah. Yeah, I just love that it's, I just love that it's like a Tarantino story. And I love Christian Slater. And I also love that the girl in Euphoria dressed up as Alabama. Oh, yeah. No, I love, I mean, oh, it's really, cool. it's really iconic. Um, oh, yeah, the fashion. Fashion. And yeah, it's so cool. And yeah, I love that actor too, but yeah, I just don't know. I just don't think it's that all that, but yeah. yeah I get it. I totally get it. Um, okay, so favorite scenes and lines. Do you have, I have a few notes in the beginning, but do you have any? Uh, what's well, your tell me. Okay, uh, so I wrote, okay, David Duchovny opens up, he's a crime writer, and he's like supposed to be writing this book on serial killers, and he's going to tour these places where these killer, where these like uh, awful murders happened, but none of them are, I thought it would kind of be like famous, like I thought it would be like Small oh, Ranch, and like, you know, like, and then Ed Gaines House, and like stuff that people knew, but these were all cases that I, I did not know existed. Are they real? Are these real places? Like, did real things happen here? Or is this, like, for the story? I'm not I sure. literally don't know. Yeah, but, I'm yeah, not sure. I'll ask you that, too. I was curious. I mean, yeah, maybe it was made up. I think so. I don't think so. Because also I, I read... Oh, no. It is made up. Just kidding. Because I'm assuming they're supposed to be, like, really, really famous uh, places, like, in the story. But in they each have their names in them. 
I think I read that on IMDb. Oh. That like one is called like the like David blah blah blah, and it's like for David you cover me. And another thing is okay. I'm gonna find out the quote now. Yeah, the locations where the serial killer events take place are related to the names of the actors in the movie: Lewiston Ranch in Mount Juliet, Texas, Juliet Lewis, Forbes, Tennessee, Michelle Forbes. Davidson Mine oh. in Ducove, Nevada, and that's David Duchovny. Oh, Brad, cool. Yeah, Bradbury Textile Warehouse in Pittsburgh for Brad Pitt. So, just kidding. Um, and also during the movie, Earl, Early Grace sported a chipped tooth, it says, and Brad Pitt went to a dentist to have it chipped for the role. He also has chipped tooth in Fight Club. So, yeah. another connection there. Very it's, cool. It's so funny. Um, so, yeah. So, I just answered my own question. They are not real. I also wrote, I want their apartment and loft that they have in the beginning. It's so cool. What the fuck? Like, wh- it's like above a store. One of my friends lives above a store, like has like the top floor above like a, a shop it's so fucking cool it's like mad. yeah no, but, i mean that was the thing in the 90s that so many people there like you would get yeah, a massive totally. like that and do um what like where artists move to because mm-hmm. they were like a studio and you know it's, totally. it's the same yeah that's so cool and, and of I, course she wants to go to california yeah i met so i met a few people i went to a few parties where they were lived like I bought the shop and stuff, and oh, it would just cool. be like a massive space. It'd be like really industrial. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool because you can kind of be loud because once you the store can. is closed, right? But it's so cold. Oh yeah, it's, really, it's open. And it's like high ceilings, and yeah, expensive to heat it. Well, like, you can't heat it. it, it you just oh, then you have like a space heater, right? Not even because it won't even really work. Well, this. Hitting, but it still won't. It won't work. You know, if you have yeah, like never it's, that warm. No, exactly, and it's so old. So yeah, you just are cold all the time, and yeah, that's quite painful. That's the only downside. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only downside to living in a place like that when it's kind of chilly most of the time. Anyway, yeah, it's not basically. like you have warm. Yeah, it's not like you have like a lot of warm weather. Ugh. Um, also, this rideshare idea to go cross country is this a '90s thing? This also happened in Felicity season one. They were like going cross country, and they put a note on a bulletin board like, "Hey, want to share expenses?" I was like, "Do people do that? Was this a thing? Was that a thing? I don't okay. know. I need to know two things about the '90s. If anyone out there is listening and they're like old enough, um." Yeah, the people actually do this. And also, how did they film sex scenes? <laughs> what do you mean, how did they film them? It's oh, how did they film them before now? It's all, like, crazy choreographed? Yeah. Like, I mean, how did they do it, like, back in the day? Now, like, they, I'm sure, weren't like that. But uh, it's so shocking when you see sometimes um, really explicit sex scenes. And you're like, how are they doing this? Because it really looks like they're having sex. Oh, though this one, it totally does. Well, remember when when um Carrie and Brian have sex? Yeah, know? that's what I meant. And this one, it really does. And you can even see. I mean, look, I'm not being a prude or anything, but he, she's definitely naked uh, yeah. on the bottom. And you can see her pubes and everything. Whoa, it's, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was like, whoa, what? That's really wow. crazy that you were able to see that. And then he's obviously like going down on her and and then they have sex but it really looks like they're having sex so i'm I not wonder really what sure she thought about that like yeah i wonder how it was filmed i wonder if she had this a is the thing you only see scenes like that when it's a male director oh totally women don't do shit like that it's just not 
they're, they're more carefully sort of filmed and they're not as explicit, you know? It's just men. It's just yeah, totally. in the excuse too to be like oh nice like uh another one that was pretty i don't i definitely don't mind if it has anything to do with the story i feel like this didn't add anything to the story at all like for it to be so long and involved i feel like that's not their relationship was not of interest to me in the story so i was like why are we watching them hook up all the time because they always have that it's just weird yeah it was a little yeah it was a little weird um but it it wasn't like when it's in like basic instinct or in those like erotic thrillers because it has to do with the the relationship like it makes sense in the story but with this one it was like it was just thrown in there also david lynch's wild at heart i i didn't mind like a lot of it but it was a lot it was more than like it needed to be shown in in the course of a story it was but at the same time it kind of makes sense pretty fucking in that cool, though. story it makes sense in that yeah story that it, yeah it makes sense because there's no rules really to that the story rule, but also it's about the relationship yeah exactly that's true. crazy characters well not crazy but he was crazy but you know what I mean? It's kind yeah, of like a love story. And here, I feel like it was totally unnecessary. So Yeah, it wasn't know. really, it didn't really have to do with anything. Just, I just think about the, the poor, like, actresses back then. I know. Shit like this, you know. Um, I also wrote Carrie. I love her camera. It's a Nikon. I think it's an, like, it looks like the Canon AF1, but I know it's a Nikon. I wasn't sure the model. So if anyone knows the model of that camera let me know I know, it's, it's really so fucking cool. cool and she has like the bottom winder on the bottom it's like an advancer so it's like a motor that lets you not have to crank after taking each uh exposure so it just like automatically goes so it's cool she had that on the bottom that was like the big thing in the 90s yeah i mean that camera looks like a digital camera yeah it's, it's really cool um i also love when she goes to take photos outside the first ranch when they pick them up and then she's like can you get out of the way <laughs> like to early oh yeah she's like posing yeah yeah he's like <laughs> she's like can you move i basically yeah i i like i don't really have lots of favorite scenes like full sequences but i just think any time where um juliet lewis is the just being a child she's like playing with oh, her yo-yo and then mm-hmm. she's just singing and she's just acting like she's like in a different like like a kid you know they're yeah. just like daydreaming and like playing she's literally that and i mean it's kind of funny she's just so naive and like really sweet she's so loud too i feel like she's yeah. super loud and like hey uh arnold like she just is like super loud like she's screaming about something that just sounds kind of funny yeah. everyone else kind of looks like they're looking at her and like why are you talking so loud i know yeah she's just like really she comes across a lot really naive but i like the the scene when she's um it's been the time with carrie because they, the boys went yeah, to the bar. Too, yeah. i think that's really cool because um Carrie's kind of like up to this point she's just like god they're like I love oh, I hate them and I know yeah me too and then she's like okay how do you meet how do you meet um early you know and then she cuts her hair like nicely and she paints her nails and they just had like a nice chat and yeah I just I really like the whole sequence so you can kind of tell like what um like Adele went through when she was like younger. Oh, yeah, which talks about when she was raped. 
like just calmly like just telling her and the girl's like oh my god like we need to get this girl out of here like this guy is fucking crazy yeah oh and there's just so many weird moments where at first i text you like oh brad pitt's still super hot but then i was like wait a (laughs) minute then i was like hold on no he's not this is really bad now he's gotten so bad now he's not even like hot scary this is bad and he when he's like leering when she was like, I think she was in the motel room and she had a bra on and like jeans and she was putting her shirt on and he was like right at the door and she like turned and he was like right there and then she went to the other room and then she came out and he was like right there. So I think he asked her for something. I was like, oh my God, please don't do anything to her. I was like, I can't take this. I know, I know. Every time they were alone, I was like, please, no. Um, I do love the scene where they, like she cuts her hair and does all that stuff. And I also really love too. my next note about that was I love when he comes back, Brian comes back from like being at the bar, they got in that fight, whatever. And he's like, yeah, we got in a fight. Like, and she's like, what the hell? And then I love her. She's like sitting in a chair smoking. I love how she just furiously is like smoking cigarettes throughout the whole thing too. Oh yeah. And I love how she's like, we need to have a little talk about your friend early. (laughs) And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like drunk. And she's like, uh, you know, your little buddy, whatever. And he's like, what buddy? We're not buddy. She's like, yeah, you're buddying around and all this stuff. And I love when there are like two scenes. The next one is after she finds out that, or he tells, she tells him like, you know, he has a gun, he was in jail, yada, yada. And I love when she's driving the next day and then she's like, no, hold on. And then she just like pulls over and then it cuts. And then the next scene you see is them all shooting the gun. Yeah. So I was like, wait a minute. Should I'm okay. We, this is a a snafu and a hot take problem. Where the fuck was that scene? And how did she end up confronting him that he had a gun? And now the next thing we see is like Brian trying to be cool, like shooting a gun. Well, that's what I was saying when I, when I'm, talked about the edit like it was really weird yeah no sense like i i wonder if it was just the the version i was watching (laughs) no this is on the dvd and the unrated version so i mean i'm i'm assuming it should all be in there i didn't know unrated about it but it's really weird uh it was fucking crazy and also another scene it's not my favorite but that scene it's definitely not my favorite at all it's fucking disturbing but that scene where early kills that rich guy in the bathroom fucking a lot you know what i couldn't even finish watching it because i was really disturbed by it it was more than like a tarantino movie it was like too much i was like okay, was, so i have like ocd is like really badly and i kind of watch a tab being just like you know like water running like it stresses me out i'm thinking oh yeah when the water why do you what kind what can you just close the tab like what why are you doing you know (sighs) that was a lot i don't know if that was was extended on my version because i felt like it was longer than it needed to be and the thing is there's so much going on it's like the man is peeing and he's peeing like, he has that bag. He's like emptying that bag. Yeah, right? and then yeah. there's water running, and then he kills him with his blood everywhere, and it's just like, God, this is like too much. The way that he comes out, and then Brian's like, Oh, I gotta wash all this grease off my hand. He's like, No, there's no oh, sink in God. there. <laughs> and he's like, What? And he's like, Trust me, no. I was like, You totally would have tons of blood all over you. I Don't know. tell me it just got on your hands. You stabbed this guy. You were right next to him. Gross. Yeah. It's oh, weird. I don't. That was a lot. I was like, Holy fucking shit. Um, and then of course, again, after he does shoots the gun, Carrie, the next night is like talking to Brian and being like, what the fuck? Like, who are you? You would never be shooting a gun. You would never be like doing all this stuff, this crazy shit. So like, 
that's why I don't trust Brian either because there's not that I don't trust him, but like he has a very complicated character. They didn't really explore. I think that well is that he's very repressed. He's like a grad student. I feel like he feels he's so involved in this like true crime obsession, which oddly enough, we were obsessed with as a, as a society now. Um, But he seems to be like, there was a lot of fascination of like, serial killers and media coverage in so many films in the 90s i know like why we're so obsessed with like like this guy is like writing a book on famous stuff like that would never happen in another era and now it's all like mind hunters a massive show why it's about serial killers well it's crazy because this is like 93 and they already were i mean that was a time very specific time where everyone was obsessed with it but I can't remember if he was the director or the writer of the story. Um, I read somewhere that he said, like, yeah, I, did, I wrote this story because it was like a reflection of our obsession with um, mm-hmm. true crime and just, um, you know, that, that whole thing. And I feel like this has been going on since the 60s, right? Because Since the like, Manson trial, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, I would think I mean, so. It hasn't changed, but... It is definitely very specific to the U.S. Like people love true crime here. Yeah, well, and now I feel like true crime wasn't really a thing when I was growing up because we didn't have Netflix. Like I, I just didn't watch documentaries. I would have to go out of my way to rent them, so it just wouldn't be something I would rent. I wouldn't rent anything about a serial killer. That just wouldn't, you know. I'd rent a movie or something. That's why I've watched tons but of didn't movies. Did you have Forensic Files? Yes, but that was on cable, which I did not grow up with. Oh. So they had. I remember in college. The only thing in college, there were people who used to watch it like on the TVs in the rooms, like they would watch Friends or Files, but I didn't grow up watching it. So I, I've seen like one or two episodes, but I'm not like one of those people who are into it. What I was into, that's real, but I was into like Law and Order SVU, which a lot of people are fucking into. Oh, yeah. I but know. that is yeah. not like a, that's not like a documentary. Like I didn't know about like Ted Bundy. You know, like I just didn't know like all what I know now because there's fucking Netflix shit about it for like 10 hours. You could find out everything or Jim Jones or any of those cult people. I knew about David Koresh because I saw it on TV when it was happening. Um, yeah. And same with like OJ and shit like that. But, but everything that I didn't know that was in the sixties or seventies, like I didn't know, but now it's so easy. Like this is back when, you know, I guess it was just media coverage. You know, Timothy McVeigh was what, like 90 was that 94? I don't know. That was Oklahoma city bombing. Like there are lots of things that became big in the media Columbine. Like we just have lots of crime that that gets blown into like this huge media thing, which is essentially what natural born killers is about. Like that whole film is about media coverage of serial killers and how it glamorizes them and everyone loved them, you know? Yeah. I, I didn't know about any of these cases until I moved here. That's insane. That's really sad. That the only one I knew about was OJ Simpson. That's even oh, yeah, yeah, I think that's like everyone, you know, in the entire world knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know in detail what happened. And Stalker, I didn't know how bad that was until I just watched the thing on Netflix. About it. I never knew about any of those cults until I moved here. In, in recent years when I, you know. Yeah, when you have access to like things to watch about it. Yeah. It's it's crazy, yeah. Since so, we're talking about shows like that, have you watched um, Murder Among the Mormons? No, I think I put it on my list, but no, I haven't watched it. Have it's you watched it? Amazing. Oh, it's good. It's amazing. Oh, cool. I haven't heard anything about it. I mean, I haven't heard anything bad, but I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, it's really really good. It's only three episodes. Oh, nice. I'll check I that out. Cool. I can't remember actually. The Cecil Hotel one, I was grossly disappointed by. I think I might have mentioned that. You told me, yeah. Yeah, another one, yeah. Um. 
yeah it's just so crazy too i oh wait also okay back to the back to the movie i um i also wrote she kind of reminds me of shannon sossaman too i know yeah she does she has that short hair it looks really cool um and then also uh the film really i think takes a turn in that third act when carrie sees the tv mm-hmm. and sees that he's wanted and then that's when the whole thing like fucking turns and they're like kidnapped and it, it like just turns really fucking crazy um yeah. so i don't really like anything that happens from that point on but it just it just really gets ratcheted up. And I wrote, oh my, I wrote, okay, I think what I'm going to call the, the the episode, because I had a hard time trying to figure out quotes, because I was like, they don't really no, say anything that I could. No, I have a few. Oh, you do? Okay, good. They, I want to hear yours. Then. Well, they're a little long, but I mean, okay. Um, Adele says, early doesn't eat breakfast. He thinks he's a conspiracy put together by the cereal people. I mean, <laughs> that is pretty good. It's really funny, but it, it's super long. Um, I really love this one by Brian. And he says, like, if you look up the meaning of white trash, you would see a picture of Early and Adele. Oh, yeah. That is pretty funny. And that's that's pretty spot on, yeah. And then Adele says, I love him. He has eyes of an angel. He does not have eyes of, a, of an angel. No. She's insane. Um, but I just think it's so ironic that she says that. And then Early says... Is it just me, or did this trip just go downhill since we ran out of Lucky Lager? <laughs> That's I pretty know. funny. I mean, there are a few, but these are the ones that stood out um, the most, really. Oh, nice. Okay, I only have what I think I'm going to call the episode. You guys want your picture taken? <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what she says when she gets a little pink camera, that like Barbie camera, which is also I know everything she does is just like really cute. And in the end, you know, she she has a good heart. She doesn't agree with what um he's doing, and I think it's really funny when well not funny, but it's really crazy when like she picks up that cat tattoos and like I know his face looks really fucked up. He looks really fucking scary. I know he does. Then and then he gets his nose broken by Brian when he's like choking in his own blood. It's just really hard to watch. It's like ugh. it's really it's so fucking just. I don't know, man. I can't. Ugh. You know he's just really disturbing. That's it. Like I can't think of any other movie um, of his where he looks this awful. And yeah, and acts this terrible too. Yeah, it, it says that that she's a naive, developmentally delayed girl. How old is she supposed so, to be? I know because I don't want to say that because that's what it says on on Wikipedia. Well, so I don't know. It, it's funny you say that because that is literally what it seemed like. It seemed like she was a little slow. Yeah, that's what I thought. She didn't. She couldn't understand uh, basic things. She was just kind of like. But she worked and ha- like was a cat like a waitress. It's like a little slow. I mean, yeah, but you don't really need, you know. Yeah, I guess it wasn't like, yeah, it's like a small town. town. But you only need to, like, say Take how orders. much you need. Oh, exactly. Um, it, I think it's really funny when she says, when when Carrie says, yeah, you know, it's karma. And she's like, huh? What's that? Is that French? <laughs> <laughs> I know. She's so funny. She doesn't even say, is that French? I think she says, is that France? I think like, she says, yeah, I think she does. Funny accent, so I'm not really sure, but 
I love, I just keep, I just keep when I, when I saw her in like the gas station, when they were in all those places, I just keep, keep kept thinking about the beginning of like natural born killers where they're like, you tell them Mickey and Mary Knox did this. I was like, this is totally like, I, uh, I kind of like started to say, wish I was watching because <laughs> um, as I was like, oh no, I don't find Brad Pitt hot on this. I still managed to find Woody Harrelson hot throughout the entire natural born killer. Yeah, but he was different. He was, he really loved, um, yeah, yeah, he wasn't treating her like shit. He actually no. like saved her, <laughs> like from her horrible family. He was cute. He was cute. Yeah, he was cool. He was definitely super cool. I love Woody like, Harrelson. I know he wasn't oh, doing gross things like Brad was doing in this movie. Like I kind of get. No, yeah, no, I know he was like. I can't believe that he. Yeah, I mean, thankfully he didn't do anything else kind of sketchy after this. I think after this was like Interview with a Vampire and it was like Legends of the Fall and like, you know, all those like dreamy, like, ooh, Brad Pitt with long hair. I know. And like Seven and then like Fight Club and, you know, all that like cool shit. And yeah, then, it's really funny to see his um, evolution sort of thing with like mm-hmm. women because, I mean, he dated her. And he was doing these like badass films, and he kind of looks. He looks like his ex girlfriends. He looks like her, and when they were dating, they look yeah, they look like each other, kind of sort of. And then Gwyneth, he had that haircut when he was going out with Gwyneth. And all of a sudden, he's really blonde as well, and they have like really similar bony structure. Mm -hmm. Jennifer Aniston, he had that like Mm -hmm. he had the streaks or like the tips and it was like shaved and then with angie i think it was all bets are off i think he was doing movies so he looked like different like he had like long hair sometimes and short but hair if you sometimes. the one thing they all have in common except um juliette juliette lewis is that they all have really crazy like bo- like facial like bone structure that's all, true they have really pronounced like um not cheekbones, but you know what I mean? They, they kind yeah, of have like, you know, a yeah. similar shape, like face. I don't know. Yeah, they do, actually. Apparently, you're, like, apparently, some people, some people, because I met people that look really different, like, in couples and stuff, but apparently you're attracted to people that look like you. That's <laughs> so weird. That's so weird, like, subconsciously, like, the face size or, like, face shape. All that stuff. That is kind of weird. Yeah, I had a boyfriend, and everyone used to say, like, a long time ago, obviously. Um, you look alike. Everyone said that we look like brother and sister. I was like, no. <laughs> I feel like every time I, anyone says anything, it reminds me of Seinfeld, and there's an episode of Seinfeld where Jerry dated this girl that looked just like him. And once his friends told him, he, like, couldn't ever see it anyway else. So every time he saw her, you're just well, yeah. you're like, he's a lady Jerry. She's well, a lady Jerry. It's really disturbing, isn't it? Because I yeah. used to, like, no told me, but I used to say at, at the beginning, you know, when when I when we started dating, I used to say, "He's so hot, he's so hot," and all my friends will will, will giggle, and I was like, "What's funny?" And they're like, "Cause he looks like your sibling." Oh my god! Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> that's so weird. And 
and it's like they're like, okay, yeah, you love yourself. I'm like, shut up! I don't wow. think we look similar. So that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I just wrote after they essentially everything goes downhill. I wrote they're still doing the murder tours. <laughs> like he's still, <laughs> it's like he's still like now like early's driving and they're like kidnapped in the back and he's like, come on, you want to go out and see this one? I was like, they're still <laughs> doing the tour. <laughs> like what the fuck? This is crazy. And then of course when they break into that house with that old man and he like kills him with that fucking golf club or something. I know. Like, well, I he a woman, you know? Yeah, no, he didn't. Yeah, thank God. Um, and then Juliet Lewis, does he shoots her outside? Is um, there a gunshot? Like at night? No, he went out looking for the lady, but wait, is this Juliet Lewis? This is like near the end. We don't see that because it cuts it's like a really weird um scene and then but then she's laying out at the, laying, by yeah, the cactus you don't really, I mean you know he, he kills her but you don't see how I'm guessing it's I sh- he shot her I guess yeah I think so but I feel like I couldn't really tell so I was like this is so confusing I was like can someone just like redo like just give me some answers give me know, some it was just it was weird that the way they edited that film but yeah, it is really strange. I wonder if it was like some kind of studio thing or what. Um, yeah, when they break into that house and then it kind of just goes into like fucking overdrive. I don't really love anything that happens, but also, okay, so they end up like having that ridiculous fight that reminds me of like the one in Scream. Oh, yeah, yeah. Almost to the one in Fight Club when Brad Pitt has all that blood on him when he like gets over that guy from the who owns the place and he's like blowing blood all over his face. It reminded me of that too, but it also reminded me of the one in Scream with uh, Billy. It was like just blood everywhere and like gross. And then like you shoot him and he like doesn't die and like you got to get something off of him. Like, holy shit, is he going to wake up like a jump scare kind of thing? Yeah. So I was like, this movie's weird. I was like, you don't know what you're doing. I feel like you don't know like either how to wrap this up. I, I'm not really seeing a clear ending here and I don't know what's going on. Oh God, when he shot those two cops. Oh, that was pretty crazy too. I was like, "Holy shit!" He just killed those two cops, like, like nothing, and then just kept going. I was like, "Jesus!" They're on like a ride to hell, I and they're know. going to California. I know, of course, California. I, yeah. yeah, and and then at the end, when you see they're in Malibu, I was like, "Where'd this money come from?" I'm thinking like practicality wise. I love how she's like swimming at the beach. I'm assuming uh, then she gets her photos accepted to some gallery. Are these the photos of them on the road? Why are you showing photos of your rapist and like making money off of it? Well, is that what's happening? Is that what they're, they're implying by that like gallery thing? I think so. But why not? I mean, how such a crazy story that you're doing a, or you're writing like putting a book together about, um, you know, serial killers or murders or whatever. And then you end up in one. You end up actually, like, meeting one, hanging out with him for a while, being sort of kidnapped, and then you ultimately kill him, you know, and you have all these fighters. Of course she's going to use it. crazy, though. I'm just thinking, like, how crazy that would be to, like, relive it all over again in this weird way when I guess people talk about it and, you know, people are interviewing you about it and asking you to tell the story over and over again. It's, like, so traumatic. I mean, I know it would be, like, really traumatic and probably useful for your art, but I'm just thinking, like, practicality-wise, it just seems so traumatic to, like, relive this all the time. I know. I I have to say, like, the one scene that was really, I mean, 
just a bit weird, like it makes no sense how that lady gets away. But then instead of her going to like somebody else's house and like calling the police, she sometimes like somehow com- comes back the next day and saves Brian. Yeah. It kind of makes sense. It's like, no, you wouldn't be coming back without the <laughs> No, when she thought everyone died. Like she comes back and she's like, I thought he left. I thought he didn't leave anyone alive. I was like, what? Why are you here? And how did how did Brian know where to find uh, Carrie? Was that I nuclear know, site? Like he knew that they were going there? No, he didn't know that. He didn't. I think he just saw the car and that's why he ended up um, crashing because he, he was driving quite fast. And then oh, yeah, yeah. And then that's when he like flips it. But yeah, that made no sense either. He's kind of like, come on. like Yeah, I was like, this is not reality, but... Yeah, man. It's a it's a crazy tale. And of course, at the end, we see her in that awesome sweater dress. And she is like, you know, he's going to write a book and listen to the tapes and all that kind of stuff. It's so weird. Yeah, it's definitely like a movie that I'm glad I watched, but I don't need to watch it like again. I don't know why I own this on DVD. I think it's just because I knew of it. And I was like, oh, cool. It's two dollars. Like, why not? So I have it, but it's I never watch it. Like, I think I've maybe seen it once. Otherwise, you know, then this I've seen like three times, maybe. Like, it's not that. It's kind of disturbing. I kind of might sell it. (laughs) I don't know if I really want it. Mm -hmm. Like, just give it away or something. But yeah, I guess we've uh, we've reached the end here. Uh, Like and subscribe. Follow us. Do all that jazz. Everything's in the notes down below. And support our Patreon. We're doing Freaks and Geeks. It's fun. Yeah, please. And um, also, I'm serious. If you're like old enough and we're around in the 90s and work in the film industry can you please tell us how they film sex scenes yes oh yeah you know we should uh that'd be really interesting if we did like a um find like when did they start intimacy coordinators like when was that a thing that's that's pretty pretty recent recent. yeah so i know i wonder what it was like before like complaint yeah i mean do you think they had to actors had to have sex no, they have some that I think are unsimulated, but I think it's illegal to have like unsimulated sex if it's not a porn. Like, I, I don't think you can get that past the major censors who like review all the films. I, I you mm-hmm. can't like you can't like I mean everyone's over eighteen here, Pfft, whatever. You can't have like penetration on film, like in a rated R film, even in NC seventeen, it just wouldn't happen. Now, a movie like Love, for instance. The oh, Gaspar no film, that's completely unsimulated. So that's like, they they did show it in a theater, but it was like, you had to be probably screened or something like to get a ticket. They had it in 3D. Why you need to see anyone's fucking cum in 3D is beyond me. No, I, I did not like that movie. Did it you, was did just, you like it? Yeah, I saw it. Uh, no, I mean, not as like a, I feel like it was just an excuse to have two people have sex. I agree. Three I people, agree. I guess. I yeah, that I think way, it was yeah. more like a, about the a di- the director's like fantasy, but no, totally. it, it was not artsy. He wasn't. It was definitely it, a man. He lacked substance. It wasn't even a good story. Like, no, it's a man. I don't give a fuck about this guy. I he know. was like a flawed guy. Like he wasn't anyone that I even sympathized with. And I was like, these girls seem kind of unstable. You're he preying on them. I don't like this. He wasn't a good actor either. Yeah, now Zoe Kravitz divorcing him. Oh, exactly, because he sucks. <laughs> oh, hot take. Hot take. Yeah, I haven't seen him in anything else. So that's all he I think. must have done something, you know? Probably, right? How dare you? How Let's go with you? that. Yeah, I mean, come on. He loves He's the amazing. coolest, most beautiful, 
um, woman that you could ever get. So Literally. You should be so lucky. Like, you should be on your hands and knees. You should be so lucky. She's <laughs> fucking so cool. Well, apparently another uh, recent goss, just to wrap up the episode, I saw that apparently J-Lo and A-Rod are not broken up, and she's been cozying up to Lenny Kravitz. Uh, because they're good friends no she said that they're working out their differences but there's no third party involved i was like bitch why would you say that he was talking to that chick from that bravo reality show like he i mean we'll talk about this off air but if you care about simple celeb gossip maybe this will be our patreon bonus episode because i love me some tabloid <laughs> gossip <laughs> i'm dying to talk about it Oh, so, yeah, it's kind of crazy but lenny lenny and j-lo that could be a little future power yeah. couple <laughs> i'm sorry no i don't see that happening. <laughs> no I'm i don't see it happening but it's all weird it's all weird they also look like they're like 35 and they're like 50 something no it's a bit weird i don't, I don't buy that yeah well who knows what's gonna happen who knows I, but yeah okay. we've reached the end here so uh yeah we will see you guys on the next one bye bye